Hello? I'm down here in my quarantine vault. Um, hang on, let me, let me climb out of there so I can hear you better. Hang on just a sec. Okay, I'm back. I was in my my quarantine vault. It's kind of echoey in there, and so it makes it kind of hard to hear. Yeah. <laughs> um, so how are things for you, Rob? You're still working. You um, are um, still doing your thing. Are you are you wearing a mask? Are you are you just folding your beard up over your face? Yeah, that's an NP85 or an N85, I guess. Yeah. Uh, just the beard, just alone, the beard alone, yeah. No, um, <clears throat> so yeah, I'm still working, um, working at a hospital, so for what it's worth, <laughs> I'm kind of going into the belly of the beast every day, although I try, I try and avoid going inside the building as much as possible. Yeah. Um. I have the luxury of working outside most of the time, but, um, yeah, as far as masks go now, if you enter a clinical building, a a building where, um, clinical services are performed, such as any of the buildings I go into, um, your employees are not required, but they're strongly encouraged to wear face masks. And that's the more of the, uh, the kind that, is there to like keep the people around you safe more than to keep you safe, you know? Yeah. Like the cloth ones. Yeah. Right. Cloth. They've got, um, you know, the ear straps and then they do have like a little bendy thing across the bridge of your nose that kind of conforms to, you know, your nose shape, but like, they're not a respirator. They're, they're a mask. Yeah. Yeah. So they're they're there mostly to keep the public safe or whatever, just to, I guess, and rather than keep the employees safe, to keep the public safe from the employees. I yeah, guess, that's so. um, uh, I hate when people are like, you don't have to wear a mask, like I'm cool or whatever. It's like someone telling you you don't have to wear a condom, and it's like this thing is actually only protecting you from me. <laughs> I have, it's not protecting me from your disgusting germs, you fucking monster. Um, Exactly. Yeah. We have like some regulars who like come by every day at our little lemonade stand that we have set up in front of the bar because um, our governor made it so we can sell cocktails to go. And now people, instead of just drinking inside of bars, they're basically bar hopping, like driving from bar to bar and grabbing cocktails, which is... (sighs) Not safe, um, but so they're drunk, and you know how drunk people spit when they talk, and they don't have boundaries, uh-huh. and so I have a table, we set up like a canopy out front of the bar, and I have a table blocking the door, because um, no one legally is allowed in the building, um, but yeah, they'll just be like talking and spitting, and I'm like standing 10 feet back inside the building, and it's just like, Jesus fucking, I, have I mentioned I don't like drunk people? Um, but especially when there's, yeah, uh, liquid flying out of their mouth during a goddamn pandemic, I'm like, can you just like not, 
Can you just get drunk at home like a decent human being? Uh, but alas, no. But yeah, I have I have one N95 mask, which is what I wear to work uh, for that reason. And I kind of feel like it's bad form to um, wear an N95 because it's like, isn't that supposed to be for hospital workers? But when I sent mine to my cousin, Zach made me keep one for myself. Uh, so, you know, I'm not I'm not trying to die. No, and that is that is helping to protect you if it's an N95. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, I yeah, I have some other like just cloth ones because I've been making them and giving them to all my friends who have to go to work. Um, but I just and sometimes I'll put the cloth one over the N95 so it looks like I'm not, you know, hoarding N95 masks. Uh, whatever it's all so fucking weird um but i'm saving a lot on makeup because i'm not having to put any on the lower part of my face (laughs) there you go yeah raccoon style yeah (laughs) yeah i just do uh from like the bridge of my nose up and then i call it a day um there you go yeah yeah oh speaking of n95s uh silver lining um, yeah, I was, uh, cause we, we, I didn't even know on a recent, I think it was a Patreon update we did. I was like fumbling with the words for N95 mask. Cause I was like, I, I guess that's a thing. Like I've never heard of it before. And then, um, I found a couple boxes of them in the ground shop. Cause we use those all the time. I found, I was like, oh, that's the thing they're talking about. Cause it's just like a dust mat, dust respirator and yeah. that's used for construction so we had those laying around because um you know for different projects that are dusty or whatever like we just had some so i found a couple of boxes with like six or eight masks in each one um that i'm not gonna immediately declare to the um covid19 supply what do they call it the supply chain yeah. Like they have one of those going on at the hospital where they're asking for any unneeded, you know, masks and supplies to be donated. I'm like, I'm, I think we're just going to hang on to these for a little bit. You're just <laughs> hanging on to those? You shouldn't have admitted that on the podcast. People are going to judge you, Rob. Um, I am. We are hospital employees. Yeah. And we're going to only use them. We're only going to use them at work. So it's not like... It's not like we're, I don't know. So are you guys using them then? Um, we're using the ear loopy kind. Okay. Okay. But if, if the, if the shit really hits the fan, then we might start using our N95s. I don't know. Um. Just saying. Your hospital doesn't have a lot of cases right now, right? 36 as of like yesterday. Okay. Okay. 36 who are, are being treated there or 36 in the city? 36 current patients. Okay. So that is kind who of a have been lot. Diagnosed. That's a lot to have uh, inpatient. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's quite a bit. It's up the day or if I think it was the day before it was 33. Mm-hmm. So, so three added. Um, I haven't, they don't, they don't list um, like numbers of deaths or anything. So I don't have any information on that. Um, and they also don't list 
like if any of those patients happen to have been employees, they wouldn't list that either. Oh, okay. So you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. There's a whole lot of like HIPAA privacy stuff behind that. Like Mm -hmm. even employees, you know, like among the faculties, employees, there's a, you know, concern about going into rooms that have had COVID patients in them. And uh, unfortunately, or fortunately, whichever way you want to look at it, the HIPAA laws prevent that information from being released, even to the employees that might be affected by it, which is kind of, that's where it gets a little like great <laughs> boundary. That's where you just end up practicing universal precautions and then you have to treat every room yeah. as if it's been a COVID room. Um, Right. And now there are isolation rooms in which those practices are carried out uh, routinely anyhow, and a COVID patient would be put in such an isolation room. So you might be called to an isolation room not knowing if it's, you know, what's the reason for the isolation, I guess. Yeah, but you assume whatever it is, you need to gear up. Yeah, yeah. And that's where you put on those, like, I guess they're called like a capper, like hood or something that's got like air being pumped in and so you're like completely in a bubble essentially at that point um has this made you very thankful that you have an outdoor job you feel safer yeah for sure as i mentioned before i'm really grateful to be outside you know four days of, of my work week at least i still have to go inside one day per week to um maintain the interior plants okay so uh yeah so uh i still have to do that which tomorrow is one of those days and this is like the first day i'll be doing it after the the mask order Uh (laughs) came down so it's gonna be odd like for one thing the reason i like not or you know being outside is not being uh subjected to the mandatory mask thing while I'm working Mm -hmm. because that really sucks. I've, I've worked with a mask on before and your glasses fog up and it's uncomfortable. Eventually like all the little pores get filled up with like your breath sweat. Yeah. It's gross. (laughs) It is gross. So to not have to like exert myself, usually, you know, I don't know. That's about the lightest work I can do is like, watering plants uh but even still like i don't know just just breathing through the mask is like i don't know like i said fogs up my glasses it's just kind of wonky but whatever yeah but yeah you should wear one of your n95 masks when you are working inside tomorrow the thing is here's the problem with that um with my beard being such as it is, I can't get a proper fit with a respirator. I mean, but it so, holds really tight. I'm sure it's still better than the cloth. Um, Cause those, I suppose if N95s leave dents in your face. Well, I mean, these are just like the ones with that are held on by rubber bands. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're technically N95, but. Yeah, I mean, I don't, you don't know the power of my beard, Sydney. I guess I don't. Um, I've never met your beard in person. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to get it to to comply 
mm-hmm. with OSHA regulations at this point. So yeah, it's it's a uh, it's one of those cases where if it came down to it and I was forced to wear like a respirator type thing, I would have to make a decision whether to chop off the beard or just be like, Hey, can I just take some time off until, <laughs> until this thing cools off? Yeah. I've got like 12, I've got 12 weeks of paid. I got tw- six weeks of vacation and six weeks of sick leave. Just, just give me a little time off for once. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I would be pulling that card probably anyways, because I wouldn't want to be in a hospital right now. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's a weird thing. And then I'm, but then I'm putting it all on my coworker. There's, I'm in a a department of only two people, which is a weird thing to begin with. But then also we work so closely together. If one of us gets it, the other one's going to get it. And then there's no groundskeepers. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what the best, what the best solution is. I toyed with the idea of like, Hey, let's just like work one month off and one we'll take turns working. (laughs) Yeah, that's what um, the bar I worked at in New York did because summers were so slow. There were three main bartenders. So the for June, July, and August, each one took just a whole month off. Um, and then they could actually take like a trip or do something instead of just all kind of working. Yeah, and then so that would provide us with a much-needed break, but also it would ensure that I mean, not unsure, but like it would make it so that if one of us got sick, the other wasn't automatically going to get sick yeah. too. Because as, as soon as that happens, you know, oh, that's another thing that we've recently started doing is um, <clears throat> upon reporting to work, we have to, we have to go down. Well, for us, we have to go down to the engineering mezzanine we have to, you know, wash your hands before you go in there and then you put on gloves and you go and take your temperature at mm-hmm. the little sign-in sheet. You go down to the little sign-in sheet and there's one of those no-touch thermometer things. So you put on your gloves, you grab the no-touch thermometer, you hold it an inch away from your forehead and push the little button. It always reads, I haven't had a reading above 98 degrees so far. <laughs> so I think it reads a it reads a little it skews a little low. Yeah. But anyway, so you take you take your temperature and then with your glove on, you you take the pen and you write down your temperature for that morning and you sign your name. Um <clears throat> and then you're allowed to go about your duty. So that, that's the first thing you're supposed to do every morning. And then you go get your your one mask. We're basically issued one mask per day. Oh, okay. So yeah. we go get our our, our one mask and we sign in. That's <laughs> so crazy. Is but, there a um, rectal option? If you wanted to do your temperature rectally, will they allow that? I haven't brought it up, but that is definitely not a no touch situation. That's a, it's a, a yes touch. Uh, that's a yes touch situation i don't i think they're trying to steer away from the yes touch situations at this point (laughs) so um enough about my situation like what has your experience been like so far do you have you been running out let me ask you this like is there a thing that you wish you had more of or is or and so that's part a 
Part B is there a thing? Is there a thing? This is part B. Is there a thing that you bought too much of thinking you'd run out and now you're like, oh, shit, I, I bought all this without needing it all? No, I mean, I'm unemployed, so I'm not in danger of buying too much of anything. Um, uh, yeah, I've just been trying to like I've been going to the grocery store on Mondays, but um, I haven't had to go this week because I made I made masks for my friend and her um, family and she asked, you know, how much to pay me. And I I was like, I don't want your money. I'm not trying to make money off of a pandemic. I'm just trying to make sure my friends don't die. Um, And then she's like, well, I have to go to the grocery store today. Do you need anything? And I just said cucumbers and carrots. Um, Because like, yeah, I have stuff I, I didn't have any fresh vegetables and so she left some on my porch for me and then uh Zach's sister dropped off some fabric for me to make masks with because I ran out of fabric and she brought um a bunch of apples and lemons so I'm like I might be able to get through this week without going to a store um and uh yeah I don't know I did uh I did go to Target um because we were out of like laundry detergent um and uh like napkins because I uh I'm stockpiling there's no toilet paper but anytime there's like napkins or whatever I'm getting those in case we run out um I have right now a big roll for my work like the industrial roll but that's running a little low so I was like I better get some Tissue. Anyways, I bought some boxed hair dye because, um, you know, I'm applying for jobs and I can't get my hair done. And I texted my hairdresser to say, because the last couple times she's done my hair, um, she's been like, do you want me to tell you how to touch up your roots before? Because I don't get my roots bleached every month. She does a high lift and then like every third or fourth month she weaves in some bleached highlights. And she's like, you can do the high lift yourself, blah, blah. And both times I was like, no, I'm not going to do my own hair. Like I'd rather just have you do it. You're a professional. And so I had to text her and say, hey, uh, you know, if – if this keeps happening, I actually may need you to tell me how to do my hair. Um, and she sent me a picture of a box of hair dye and was like, this would work for your color. Um, and it's just dark times. I hope it really doesn't come to that, to me doing my own hair. But I, if I get like a job interview, um, I might uh, end up doing that. I, I, so far, I'm in no danger of getting a job interview. I'm getting rejections left and right. Um, and that feels good. But uh, but <laughs> I think it's mostly because a lot of the jobs are ones that I applied to before COVID-19 happened um, when I was applying at grocery stores to try to get their health insurance. And um, they're not hiring full-time employees. They're all hiring right now, but they're hiring temp and seasonal workers. And um, I'm not going to go work for $13 an hour at the epicenter of a pandemic and not even have benefits out of it. But um but yeah, I, other than that, Yikes. I mean I'm I have to stop Zach every night from going to get ice cream. Like when he gets the late night like snackies, he's like I want to get ice. I'm like yeah. you're not leaving the house to go get junk food. Like that's not a valid re- reason to go to a store. Yeah, it's hard to stock up on those kind of items where you're like if I have 
if I buy a week's worth of this, it's not going to last me a week. Exactly. So, <laughs> so you've like, you've grown accustomed to like, kind of like, um, uh, uh, what's that called? Governing your consumption by like, well, I'll only just go get one per day or whatever. Yeah. But that's then, my whole approach to food usually. Cause I'm a binge eater. Like I usually go to the store like, I go to the gym every morning, and then afterwards I go to Sprouts, and I get my food for that day. And having to, like, plan my food a week in advance, it's uh, it's different, for sure. Let alone, like, yeah. the delicious foods. Like... The I'm, delicious food, that's what I'm talking about, is the delicious foods. Like, I'm okay with the loaf of bread, the, do, you know, the dozen eggs, the block of cheese, that kind of thing. I know I'm not going to sit down and eat half a block of cheese <laughs> in one night. But, um, like, for instance, I stopped at the store. I had to run up to the dispensary, of course, because they're an essential they're an essential provider, and I needed some essentials, so I... On the way back, I did stop at Safeway, and um, I got yogurt. I was like, oh, yeah, awesome. Um, I needed mainly water, bottled water, but there were a few other things on my list, one of which was yogurt. So I got my delicious yogurt, and then last night I ate um, I ate about seven-eighths of the tub of yogurt. Yeah. I just couldn't stop eating it. That's that's 100%. For me, it's anything that's not, like, raw produce. So, like, even, like, bread, I would eat the whole loaf in one night. Chips. Um, I mean, any, any sort of carb, any sort of sweet, it's just not going to last in the house. So, like, I learned after the first two weeks of quarantine because I was like, well, maybe I can ration it more because I know that I can't go out to the store. Like, maybe I'll have more self control. Right. And, and the truth is I don't uh-huh. have more self-control in a pandemic. So, um, I did. I did for, like, the first two or three weeks. I was, like, really good. I was kind of on edge, like, oh, shoot, are the stores going to close down? Like, what's going to happen? And then I did actually go to the store and saw, like, the soup section was pretty much wiped out. It was like, oh no, shit is real, right? Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, <laughs> but other than that, there have been very few toilet paper, obviously. But like the only times I've had to uh, like um, not go with my, you know, ideal option would be like I had to get a different kind of eggs or a different loaf of sourdough bread which i've been getting that's like one of my quarantine foods that i've been getting into is a loaf of sourdough bread so versatile so versatile yes yes but um but yeah anyway so i do want to get off of the topic of covid and mention that about seven minutes ago while you were talking i did the very first on-air crow feeding no, during you a didn't. recording yes i did you just fed a crow just now yeah well i can feed them from my front door I, i've i can feed crows without even leaving my house i can just open my door and if there's a crow nearby they know to come down for a peanut so that's what happened just now they're coming to and, your front um, door now Oh, they have been for a while, especially if they follow me from the 
hopefully not R.I.P. Soup Place because they've been shut down for a while now. But um, yeah, if they're already following me, I'll get like a dozen crows in my front yard. But <clears throat> at any given moment, I can usually open <laughs> if there's a crow outside and I open my front door, they'll probably notice and come fly down. That's amazing. Which is pretty cool. Well, you know, tell tell that to Beck's mom. Yeah, I don't know if she's impressed by that, but we'll tell her. Um. <laughs> oh, other news in the bird realm. Yeah. Um, there there has been this huge drama going on with ravens in the neighborhood. Um, what are they doing? About well, moving in apparently because like it was. Not this past Saturday, but the previous one. So, like, what's that, 10, 10 days ago as of recording time? Um, I heard this crazy squawk noise, and I was like, what is that, a pelican? You know, you could tell it was a big bird while I was at work. And I looked up and saw, it, you know, looked like a giant crow, basically. But then it made the noise again. I was like, oh, I know what that is. That's a raven. What is that doing here? Was the question I asked myself. So um, uh, days went on. Each day after that, at least for the next four days, I spotted at least one raven per day. And, uh, and I think it was the next day. And you never saw them in your day. neighborhood before? never seen them in this town before no um they're only around here they're only up in the the higher elevations like in the mountains Uh um but there's no lowland ravens around here until now i guess maybe but like so the next day um this raven well i don't know if it was the same one i assume it was was up in Buddy's tree. Like, there's a big sequoia tree uh, near my place, and uh, that's where Buddy nests. And Buddy is Knuckles' or, you know, boyfriend. Buddy... No, Buddy is Knuckles' abusive father. Oh. Okay, okay, I got it wrong. I got it twisted. Yeah, Buddy is, um, yeah, Buddy is Knuckles' dad, and Buddy is the one that's like, on my turf or I'm on his turf, whichever way you look at it. But, um, so he usually nests him and his partner who her name is junior. It's a long story, but, um, so they usually nest in this big giant sequoia tree. Mm -hmm. Um, and this Raven has been visiting it almost like it's been trying to claim it as its own, you know? And there was this one day, it was like the day after my first sighting. I think it was that Sunday. Maybe it was the same day. I think it might have been the same day. I think it was that Saturday. Uh, there was this all this squawking. There was obvious raven voices. I took a video of it. It's on Twitter. If you scroll back through my history from about, you know, 10 days ago or whatever. Um, but there's like this crow dive bombing the top of the tree and that's basically buddy protecting his tree from this raven and you can hear the raven squawk like and then you can hear the crow going you can tell it's two different species of bird right Uh and then and then in the same video 
at some point the raven flies off and um, you can see and then the, the crows kind of chasing it and you can see their wingspans in relation to each other and you can totally tell it's just like wow that's a, that's a raven all right so anyway the raven has been visiting that same tree for the past week or so at least you know at least once every other day if not every day um you can hear the raven squawking from up in that tree and usually if that's the case there's crows dive bombing it <laughs> from above and uh oh one day um last week i saw i saw two crows dive bombing a raven as it flew past me as i was working outside and the raven was carrying twigs in its mouth presumably nesting materials because this is that time of the year and uh <clears throat> As these crows were dive bombing it, this raven did this maneuver that only ravens do. It's I guess it's called a roll or something, but they like they flip upside down, they tuck their wings in and tuck their legs in. And they're like a little upside down torpedo for about one and a half seconds, and then they then they right themselves and continue flying. And I guess that's something that only ravens do, but um as I was watching this raven did that like three times, like three little barrel rolls um, in the, you know, in the midst of evading these crows that were pestering it. It was pretty awesome to see. But Wow. That's so... Pretty so, fun. Yeah. That's wild. Everyone should follow uh, Rob. Um, he's at Rob Loves Beard on Twitter because he posts his crow videos. So you, then you can see faces to go with these names when he's talking about Knuckles or Buddy. Um, you can see the videos of it. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I've been putting those out. Those have been sort of um, as part of the, the coping mes mechanism of being, you know, under under lockdown. Yeah. Um, I've, I've been, you know, my kids been coming over, but only once you know, like every weekend, basically. So I have her for every weekend instead of like every day after school plus the weekend. Oh. So it's kind of a bummer. She's kind of bummed out, you know, of course, as a kid would be. But like one of the things we do um, is uh, every day we go on a crow walk. So we walk, you know, we cross the street. The park is right there. And we walk around with our bag of peanuts and we look for knuckles <laughs> we just feed feed crows indiscriminately we had a picnic you know we each day of uh the last weekend we had a picnic in the park each day so nice. that was kind of cool but but it's just you know i don't know you can still you can still bird watch the birds don't know the birds don't know there's a pandemic they're just going about life you know business as usual that's true. That is true. Um, yeah, I have a, so I have a soup update. Um, there is this vegan place by my work that I love. It's called Wild Ass, and it's super hippy-dippy. Like, they put chlorophyll in their water, so you get a glass of water, and it's just room-temperature green water. Um, 
and they make the best gluten-free bread I've ever had. Uh, but they um, have been putting out soup every day, um, free soup for people to take, um, just to be like, we know people are out of work, come take. And it's like fresh homemade soup. Um, I haven't gotten any of the soup because I just uh, I stopped by on my way home from work to grab something uh, just to support them because they're like all businesses are struggling, um, but especially because they're more of a niche market. Um, I, and I like their stuff, but, um, so I don't know. I might get, I've never had pho, but they sell it. So I think I might get some, um, Friday when I go to work just so I can finally pop that cherry and I can report back on their soup. But I think that's really cool that they're making like soup from scratch and just giving it away to people for free to be like, listen, this sucks. We're all in this together. Here's some soup. Um, also, they're super hippy dippy um, to the point where I called it. You have to call in your order and then tell them like what car you're in in the parking lot. And um, the girl was so stoned. It took me about 20 minutes to order a dessert and a beverage. But I, I respect that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you do what you got to do to get well, through this. Because they have their door locked so that – because. Uh, no one's allowed inside of businesses and like some businesses have gotten busted for letting customers sit inside while quote unquote waiting for to go orders. Um, and they're running a real tight ship where they keep their door locked. And then when you call and say, I'm in the parking lot, they unlock the door and bring you your food and then go back inside and lock the door. And she dropped the keys like five times trying to open the door. Um, cause she was so high. Yeah. And I, I was like, I get yeah. it, girl. I get it. That's so funny. Yeah, I noticed, um, well, each of the past two times I've walked up, because I haven't ridden a bus for the past, I don't know, at least a month or so, probably more than that. Um, like even before the official lockdown started, I was still, I was like already shying away from buses, but... So, uh, both of the last time, last two times that I've walked up to the dispensary, um, you kind of, it's, you know, it's along a main thoroughfare, kind of a hipster Ave kind of part of town. And, uh, there have been, um, businesses that have been all boarded up. And I was like, what is the deal with that? Like I, at first I wasn't sure if it was like, did they, was there a fire? Was there, did they, you know, like they couldn't have already like gone under because the thing just, the, the quarantine just started. And it's just now that like, I realized that, oh, they're boarded up either. Well, at first, you know, at, like yesterday or whenever, two days ago when it was, um, I was like, oh, you know what it was? I, I bet they're just boarded up to prevent looting and vandalism yeah. in the time that they're they that they know that they're gonna be closed. But then you were talking and it made me think, oh, maybe they got caught like being open and they boarded them up <laughs> against their will. But I think it's probably the former. It's, I think it's yeah. probably the first thing. The first night that we had um, that bars were closed in the valley, that's what they call the Phoenix area because um, it's a literal valley, um, 
like three bars were looted the first night that bars were closed. And so my boss went ahead and he like bolted all of the doors of the building shut. Like it's like a fortress um, and took most of the stock out of the building to a different storage place. Um, And then like Zach has an ATM in the bar like he that's his atm so he emptied the atm um just because it's like yeah shit's getting wild uh we don't want any break-ins to happen or if they do at least it, it doesn't they don't get anything um yeah but yeah, yeah. that's crazy that People are already like thinking towards, you know, martial law and looting in the streets and like, you know, zombie apocalypse scenario. (laughs) Yeah, I think some people's minds like want that to be what happens. And I was like kind of anxious the first like couple weeks that that was going to happen because people were acting bananas. Like I just the streets felt weird and I had some weird encounters with like people like wandering up to the bar and it just i was like it are people about to lose their goddamn minds but now it seems like everyone has adjusted to the fact that like it's not a zombie apocalypse we're not gonna have martial law at least not thus far and they they seem to have like normalized a little bit like oh wait we just have to stay at home Although I right now people aren't really staying at home in Arizona. It's just all like people are just having pool parties and shit. And I'm like, well, that's not really what you're supposed to be doing, but okay. Um, and then like, yeah, one of our regulars showed up to get a cocktail, you know, bar hopping. Um, the, and was like, uh, cause we do cocktails to go and he was like, yeah, I'm so bored every day. I just have been going to the grocery store every day out of boredom. And I'm like, that's literally not what you're supposed to be doing. But okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think I've been noticing more people outside um, lately, like in the just in the past few days. And uh, it doesn't give me good hope. This is supposed to be like the hump week or whatever, like this is supposed to be the, you know, the week that the curve officially flattens. Yeah. (laughs) But, but I'm seeing more and more people out. It makes me think that boredom is setting into such a point that people are starting to care less and less about the, (laughs) the quarantine. And they're just like cabin fever, stir crazy, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Giving up. seems like people are giving up. (laughs) <laughs> I yeah I think so like because like the parking lots at like the the like WalMarts and the Safeways and stuff here are just packed like open to close every day and I'm like that um, doesn't seem right and we we're, we're using this time to do some home improvement projects and so what we did was we ordered everything from HomeDepot.com to like the pickup window thinking okay well we'll just walk in because it's a counter right by the door and we'll pick up our order and leave and home depot i I mean i assume everyone's bored they want to do stuff around the house especially when you're stuck at home and you're looking around thinking if i'd known i was going to be trapped at home i would have made a better home for myself but like the aisles were packed there and so i'm just like well yeah now instead of everyone being packed into their offices sharing 
breath space. They're sharing breath space at Home Depot. So I don't even know if we're accomplishing anything <coughs> by working from home or whatever. You know what I mean? Because everyone seems to yeah. still be out instead of in their gosh dang homes. Yeah. And same with like Costco and everything. Yeah. All the all the hoarders are out there, uh, you know, violating the the quarantine essentially you know well, it be, under the become... guise under the guise of it's it's essential it's essential that i pick up one pallet of toilet paper yeah <laughs> it's become like a um a fun scavenger hunt for them like let me go to seven grocery stores today trying to find toilet paper let me go to seven grocery stores uh, today trying to find eggs and you're just like there's got to be a better way but um yeah who's to say I don't, I'm not sure, yeah. but by the end of it, our whole house will be repainted. So that's exciting. Um, that's, you know, nice. yeah, yeah. We're painting the entire like main area of living rooms black, um, and making it very gothy. And then I just finished today repainting our, our gym. It's bright blue and green. Uh, it's very safe by the bell looking. So, um, you know, just ensuring that if we ever want to sell the house, like if, well, not we, it's Zach's house. If he ever wants to sell it, that it's going to be a real situation. Um, so. Yeah, I wish I had time for projects like that. But, you know, again, with the wambulance, it's yeah. like I'm kind of living in the I'm kind of living in the worst of both worlds. Yeah, <laughs> like you're dealing with all the suffering and none of the uh, free time. Like you haven't watched Tiger it, King yet. I have not watched Tiger King. You know what? I was thinking about that. I am fortunate because even though I'm, you know, still working full time, so I don't have that extra eight hours per day of boredom. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I still have my I still have my normal, you know, without having Charlie over, for, you know, a couple hours every day. I've still got my normal four or five hours of boredom. Um, and I have, I've only gotten into like, I've only binge watched like a couple of uh, popular TV series over the years. So I still have like Sopranos. Like I've never watched um, the, the weird dragon one. I haven't watched any of, I haven't watched any of those. I never watched Mad Men. I've never watched, um, you know, any of those, none of them. Well, so. it, now's your chance. Um, Mad Men's my favorite show. Whenever I don't feel good, um, I rewatch it because something about it. I it's just so it's so beautifully shot and styled. Let alone it being a really good show, but it's very like it's very gorgeous on the eyes. Um, but yeah, Sopranos is killer. Zach is thinking about maybe starting that one again. The Wire. I mean, if you've never seen The Wire, what are you doing? Um, yeah, I've never seen The Wire. Yeah, that's a uh, that's the show that brought uh, Scott McNulty and I together as friends because he was a customer at my bar, and then when he went to pay, and I looked at his debit card, and I was like McNulty, like from The Wire, and then he was like, yeah, and then he had a bunch of wire quotes, and I had a bunch of wire quotes, and now we've been friends for, I think, ten years. So. It united us. Wow. Mm -hmm. There there you have it. There you have it, nerds. Yeah. <laughs> Good things can happen. Yeah, they can. 
They can indeed. Um, yeah, you know what? On the plus side, after all of our wang, um, I've been doing like these group movie watches on Discord, which is really fun. Like you, somebody can share their screen, and so you're they're streaming the movie, but you're seeing the movie, and then you can hear each other's voices. So it's like you're watching a movie together, um, and it's a lot of fun. We tried to do Teen Wolf last night with the Sex, Drugs, and Spirituality Discord. We had some technical issues that hopefully we can iron out before the next one. Um, but uh, it is very enjoyable um, just to be like, oh, yeah. Because like, I'm not a super social person. I don't think this is hitting me as hard as uh, other people. Because, um, I mean, if I had my druthers, I'd just be alone all the time. Uh, but it has been Same. nice to like once a week watch a movie with people, um, virtually and then be like, oh yeah, there's like, there's other people in the room. <clears throat> yeah. That's kind of a fun thing. <clears throat> I signed up for the discord. I've, I haven't made full use of it, but I, I do encourage any listeners to sign up for that. If you, uh, well, you pr pretty much already told them how to do it. Yeah, well, just DM me or, like, text me at 646-778-7743. Um, text me or DM me on, like, Instagram or Twitter, and I'll send you the link to it because it's, like, it's, like, listeners, and then a lot of the people that you've heard on the show, like uh, Rob, Scott, Zach, Mark, uh, Ben James, um minky velour like they're in the discord oh alex is in it so like um it's just kind of cool that we can all shoot the shit with each other um about whatever and then sometimes i'll forget about it for a while and then like someone else will start a conversation and um, i'm always glad that they have um but it's a fun time so uh yeah i don't know discord discord is really cool um I'm, it's almost, it reminds me of like old school AOL chat rooms for my older listeners. Yeah. <clears throat> um, it reminded me of something else though, but yeah, it's like an older, it's like not as up to date as Twitter. Like Twitter's like kind of sort of cutting edge for chatting, I guess, sort of. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But, but yeah. yeah, it does, it does, it does, it does remind me of like an old an older style chat room. What was, Oh, I don't know. Yeah. So everyone get into it. Join our discord. Um, have some fun. Uh, is there anything else we need to update? Well, no, I mean, I could go on forever about crows or whatever dogs. That's the, that's the part that's been the hardest for me and for Charlie is not being able to pet, dogs that is rough um yeah because i've got the neighbor dog uh, well, neighbor dogs but the one blue is the one that's out the most and you know i just it's been it's been hard to like walk walk past her and be like uh can't pet you sorry you're a good dog you're a good dog but i can't touch you or really breathe on you yeah. Well, so far, <laughs> dogs I, I, can't get coronavirus, but who knows? Because the tiger at some zoo got it. So, we don't well, know. they can't. They can't get it, but they can be uh, vectors for it, like uh, just like the same way as a as a, a fluffy sofa might yeah. be. 
So you wouldn't want to like have someone rub all over your your fluffy sofa with their grubby corona hands and yeah. then like and then you have to go touch that sofa later. That so. makes sense. Um Yeah, so it's a real bummer. We've been walking the dogs a lot, which is great cuz it gets us out of the house and the dogs the dogs almost seem more bored now with me home all day. Then they, I think because with me coming and going, you know, it, it adds an element of excitement for them. And now with us just home all day, every day, they seem bored. So we've been walking <laughs> them a lot. Um, and it has given me a good opportunity to um, work on training Ralphie because we adopted him like a month before all this shit happened. And he had some behavioral problems like barking and then he went through a week of pooping on the rug, which thank God he got over that um, and is back to going to the bathroom outside. But also he had this bad habit of not sleeping through the night and waking me up every morning between like 2 and 4 a.m. And so, oh, uh, Jesus. yeah, it was a nightmare because um, I'd have to then get up out of bed, go to the living room. And if I he'd just fall asleep on the couch in there, sometimes he'd go outside to poop and then he'd come back in and go to sleep on the couch. And I just, I wasn't getting a full night's sleep. But as of this week, we've got Ralphie. He's sleeping through the night and he's barking less. So I'm like, well, this is a good opportunity to get work on his training. Is he getting a little more socialized or Yeah, he is. And he is, he's a very good dog. Like he's a sweet, he's a love bug. He wants to be held. He wants to be pet. He's just very, like, he would be a great dog, like a therapy dog, maybe for like an older person. Um, But uh, he just, he's very, um, he's almost like a little too aggressive with wanting attention sometimes. And then also the barking thing is the main thing I have a problem with is he's like hyper vigilant. So like if there's a cat on the fence in the yard, he goes outside to bark at it. And when I say no, come in the house, like he can't like he can't stop staring at it and obsessing about it. Or when we walk, if there's like a dog barking five houses down, he can't. He just freezes and wants to go bark. And it's just like kind of getting him to be like, drop it, drop it. Come on. Um and getting him to ignore things because he just always is almost like hyper vigilant and on guard. Um, but he seems to be relaxing a little bit and he's less like that, which is good. Cause like we live in a neighborhood cats are walking on our fence all the time. Like dogs walk by, I can't deal with a dog just barking all the time. Um, cause Frank, I haven't heard Frank talk in like a decade and that's exactly how I like my dogs. So we're working on getting Ralphie at that point. <laughs> Oh, speaking of which, I heard um, this is like old news at this point, but like probably three or four months ago, I heard Knuckles voice for the first time. Did I mention this already? No, uh, uh-uh. uh. Yeah, you would think after knowing her for years that I would have heard her voice. But like I heard, you know, it was just three, th- like I said, three or four months ago, I heard her. I watched her, you know, I I identified her located her she flew up to a branch or something whatever it was but she was you know it was amidst a group of crows that were all cawing because the peanut guy was there and she like chimed in and i got to hear you know go she has a very deep lustrous like a 1980s kathleen turner voice really picture that did yeah, you fall think more Jewel in love of the with Nile. Her? <laughs> oh, 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that's... So that's, that's amazing. Fun. And then um, it is amazing. And then I heard it one other time while I was walking with Charlie on a crow walk. And uh, so she got to hear it. And then the other thing, the last, I'll make this the last thing. That thing about Tony catching the peanut in midair from midair, that thing, uh-huh. that happened again. No. That happened again on a walk, on a crow walk with Charlie. I There was a crow up on a branch, on a tree up above, and I uh, flicked a peanut up towards it. It launched off of the branch and caught the peanut in midair. That's insane. At which point I threw my arms up in the air in celebration as if I was Joe Montana scoring a touchdown and uh, celebrated and... Uh, yeah, it was great. It was very exciting. That is, uh, that's wild. <laughs> Beck's mom is gushing for you right now. I don't really know what's going to get her to leave her husband. I don't know, man. I got a case of Mr. Pibb, and uh, I got a whole stack of uh, Chick-fil-A gift certificates. So hit me up. Hit me up, Beck's mom. Yeah, leave that boyfriend of yours. I like referring to um, her dad and her mom's husband as her mom's boyfriend. Uh-huh. I mean, they're dating. It's gross. Well, I will let people know to have a happy hump day. Ooh, yeah. Okay, then. Well, have a happy hump day there, everybody. <laughs> Ooh. Hey, hey.